And but in the natural, we haven't even fully obeyed him. And now it's becoming more evident because heart disease is the number one killer. How is that? And I'm saved, sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. See, there has to be a change from the inside in order for the change to be evident on the outside. If I can't control the thing that I'm doing, these things that I'm doing, how can the Father trust me with souls? How can, how can the Father trust me and, and when I am inflamed spiritually, if all is well, why am I like this? All right, so let's look at uh, chronicle, chronic spiritual inflammation. And but yet, Timothy 3 and 5. The word of Elohim reads, when you hear the word. Okay, so here, here's, here's a point that I want to give. When you hear the word and refuse to accept it as being true, so the fruit is never manifested in that person's life. This will produce chronic spiritual inflammation. When I say spiritual, I'm talking about the soulish substance. Because your spirit is saved if you know, if you're born again, but I'm talking about that soul that has to be renewed, that mind, the will, and emotion. So let's look at Bayet, Timothy 3 and 5, and see what the word Elohim reads. Bayet, Timothy, excuse me. But know this, that in the last days, it's a couple of slides down, I'm, I'm just flowing by, yeah. But know this, that in the last days, grievous times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Somebody say inflammation. inflammation. Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, fierce, not lovers of good, traitors, headstrong, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of Elohim. Keep reading in verse five. Hold, having, another translation says having, a form of godliness, but having denied its power. See, this is what the Father is saying. We've been looking like a certain thing on the outside, but he's the one who deals with us from the inside out. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's normal. When I was growing up in the Baptist church, because that's what we were calling it at that time, when you went to church, you looked a certain way. You looked what? Churchy. You looked a certain way on the outside. You were sharp, you were dressed up, and we were saying stuff like, yeah, when I go before, when I go before the king, I gotta look sharp for him. I can't just go there like a regular smeckler. That's my new word, y'all. I can't just go in there any kind of way. So um, at that particular time, we would have a form. But at, the, at that particular time, we were also depending totally on the preacher for everything. 
We weren't being taught that I could lay hands on myself. We weren't being taught that, you know, we can be, make a difference in other people's lives by being the very word that we've been reading about. We just weren't, we had that form, but we didn't have any what? Power. So this is what the scripture is saying here. So let's go back to uh, the scripture here where it says in verse five, having a form of godliness or righteousness, but having denied his power. And then the scripture goes on to say, turn away from these also. Somebody say turn. Turn. Totally go the opposite way without the intent of ever going back again. Why? Because it's been totally destroyed. All right, so let's look, verse six. Some, for some of these people who creep into houses and take captive gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let me stop right there. I have always asked the father, I, I don't want to be this person. I'm always learning. I, I, you know, I got to get knowledge. I got to get knowledge. I got to get, I, I need to know this. Because what? Knowledge puffs up. Your head be so big, you can't even come through the door. You like, <laughs> knowledge. Have you ever been around a person who know everything? I love my family, but that's one trait that had to be, that had to come down because we know everything about no thing and everything, huh? I can talk about my family. Don't y'all talk about them now. This is true, Dr. Larry says. Okay, so verse seven, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, even as Janice and Jamie's opposed Moshe. So these also oppose the truth. Men corrupted in the mind who concerning the faith are rejected, but they will proceed no further. That was heavy right there. These two people, they were speaking against Moshe. And the scripture here says that they were so opposed to the truth, they're not going anywhere. There are some people who they think that they're speaking against this ministry. They think that they're speaking against Dr. Larry. They're thinking they're speaking against you, but they're actually speaking against the word of Elohim. And the word here says that they will not go anywhere. Just like a, a car with four flat tires, what? It's not going anywhere until what? Until you change the tires. Are y'all, am I in the right place? It's been, all right. Let's look at verse 9. But they will proceed no further, for their folly will be what? Evident to all men. In other words, they're going to bear some fruit, but it's not the type of fruit that's going to give glory to Elohim. Their folly will be evident to all men, as theirs also came to be. But you follow my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and steadfastness. Okay, so 
So let's look at some of the causes of the inflammations or the blockages that we were just talking about. Let's look at it. And so here's the question. As I was thinking about it, I was like, Father, what is it about this thing? Because the power that's within us is the same resurrection power that you use to resurrect Yeshua. So when I think about this thing, if this same power is inside of me, why is it that the resurrection power of the Father, it hasn't resurrected the dead areas of my life? Anybody ever asked him that? What, what is this thing? Why, why is it that this resurrection power, this perfect power that's on the inside of me, I'm, I'm still acting this way. I'm still operating this way. I'm freezing up. I'm not going forth like I need to. I'm, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Sometimes I don't know. I'm not talking about me because I'm steady. But I'm saying when you have that mindset, Father, what if all is well, why am I like this? There is inflammation. There are blockages that have to be dealt with. Not saying that I have totally, totally arrived because the Father is, I am still allowing him to renew my mind. But look, I want you to put this slide up where it says there are blockages somewhere. I want you to see this because I mentioned earlier about um, heart, I mean, about there are blockages and about heart disease. Put that picture up of the heart. Thank you so much. So we see this, and I told you earlier that I was not, I'm not a, a medical doctor, right? But we see that there are blockages here, and I wish I had a pointer, but I'm standing right here, so it's good. So this is, this is the regular flow, right? Thank you so much. That's the regular flow. But when my arteries are blocked, the flow cannot do what it's supposed to, the blood flow. How many of y'all know life is in the blood? Life is in the blood. So statistics are going to show later on, statistics shows that in one hour, 106 people will die from heart disease in one hour. Heart disease is the number one killer. Oh, it's not COVID. Wow. So when I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about spiritually the blockages that are in my soul, in my mind, what's causing me not to move forward? What is causing me not to be the, at my fullest potential, what the Father wants me to be? What is the cause? We got to get to the root of the cause, especially if it's going on year after year, chronic inflammation. It's never Elohim. It's got to be something in me because the word always work. The word always works. So these blockages are called strongholds. Somebody say strongholds. Strongholds are 
things that hold me strongly in my mind. These are demons. We can't laugh about it. We got to move forward. So in order for me to be the very best that I'm supposed to be in Elohim, I've got to get rid of these blockages. Somebody said, get rid of it. Once and for all. Once and for all. So as you know, I, I deal with a lot of people when we, as related to uh, dealing with health issues. And what I'm finding that the issue is not the desire. People, I mean, a lot of people want to do different things with their, their health. That, that's not even the issue. But unless the father deals with the heart, unless he begin to deal with my mind, unless he begin to deal with my will, my emotions, he's not going to override anything. So the question is, well, what is the condition of my heart? What, what's the condition? Okay, somebody helping me. I see you. I, I see the minister Israel. We've been, we've been talking to Israel about a couple of things. He, he, he's flowing. He's flowing. What is the condition of my heart? So in Matthew 13, let's look at this. On that day, Yeshua went out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes gathered to him so that he entered into a boat and sat. And all the multitudes stood on the beach. What? <laughs> he spoke to them many things in parables or in keys. That's a better word saying, behold, a farmer went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside and the birds came and devoured them. Others fell on rocky ground and where they didn't have much soil. And immediately they sprang up because they had no depth in the earth. And when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Verse 7, others fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked them. Y'all know the word. Y'all heard this. In verse 8, others fell on good soil and yielded fruit, and some 100 times much, and some 60 and some 30. And then the word says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But look at verse 10. The disciples said to him, why do you speak to them in these keys? Why? And he answered them and said, to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. To you, the ones that have been initiated. To you. See, those who are born again, you get the opportunity to, to understand and, and understand what the Father is saying. Okay, he says, but it is not given to them, verse 12, for whoever has to, but for whoever has, to him will be given, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does, and whoever does not have, from him will be taken away, even which he has. Wow, that's amazing. Therefore, I speak to them in, in keys, because seeing they don't see, and hearing they don't hear, neither do they understand, and in them the prophecy of Yeshua, Yeshua is fulfilled, which says, by hearing you will hear, and in will no way understand, seeing you will see, and in no way perceive. For these people's heart has grown what? 
callous, callous, blocked up, totally inflamed to the point I showed you that picture earlier with the heart totally blocked up. Do you know when that heart, that um, artery is totally blocked up? What do y'all think will eventually happen? Heart attack. And sometimes people have to have a triple bypass. I heard one day somebody had a quadruple. I said, I'm going to have to go back to the books. I didn't even think it was possible to have a quadruple. I said, I'm going to have to look at that later because that just blew me away. I didn't even think. But anyway, so what does it have to do with right now? So I have to make sure that when I'm asking the Father to deal with me in these areas that I know that's not, that I am not moving forward in, that I'm not just laughing it off like, oh, yeah, no, this thing is chronic. This thing has been here way, this is not an acute inflammation that's something that's temporary. This thing is chronic. And unless the Father intervene, the ultimate thing that's going to happen is what? Just like in, in the natural. What's the ultimate thing? Yeah. Thank you, Ray. All right. So now, so in verse 16, in verse 15, it says, For these people's heart have grown callous, for their ears are dull of hearing, and they have closed their eyes. Ears are dull of hearing. Now, what would cause my ears to become dull? What is it? So, in other words, the word goes forth, and because I'm so common with this word, and I don't value the word, and because I don't believe that this word is able to do exactly what it says it could do, and because I am doubting the word, and I'm not trusting the word, and I maybe it's going to help, and I don't know what I'm going to do, because my ears are begin beginning to be dull, and then I have closed my eyes, the mind of my eyes or my illumination, everything is just so dull. I'm inflamed and don't even know it. I need the Father to breathe on that area. I need Him to cause the blood flow to flow like it's supposed to. Anybody ever been out of position and you know, like, okay, I know, I know I'm not supposed to be over here. I know I'm out of position. The thing about it, when I'm thinking about Moshe and I'm thinking about how um, Aaron and Miriam and all of them, I, I, and, and I thank you for what you said earlier, because I'm always listening because I want to make sure that, Father, I want to speak what you want to speak. I have a lot I can say, but forget what I got to say. So when I'm thinking about Moshe and, and uh, Miriam and Aaron, thinking about how Moshe, you know, he was the one who was in authority. And do you remember the story in um, mid Mid the bar, say it, babe. All right, mid mid bar. There it is. Let me say it, mid the bar. 
<laughs> when I think about that, I think about how they begin to speak against Moshe. It was Miriam and Aaron. And they spoke against the man of Elohim. And they were, their hearts were inflamed. They didn't even know they, they were, uh, they had a, a chronic inflammation that needed to be dealt with. Huh? They began to speak against him. And so dealing with this and um, the wayside and the rocky place and the thorns and the good ground and all of that, we're going to go back to that in a moment. But when we're dealing with these people, we have to make sure as we're moving forward that we don't fall into that. We have to make sure that when the Father put our vessel of honor in front of us, that we don't fall into that place because there's something there that has to be dealt with. Okay, so let's go back. I'm going to go back to that in just a moment. So let's go back to the, the point where it's talking about the wayside. So the wayside and we'll deal with Aaron and Miriam in just a moment. The wayside, this is when the person hears the word and don't understand it. Hears the word and don't understand it. So the word goes forth and like, man, I don't understand. Why not? Well, if I'm a born again believer, I need to make sure that I take time to meditate on that word and that I get those other distractions out of the way so that I can understand it. Number two, the rocky places, the person hears the word, receives it with joy, but has no root. And when trials come, they get offended at the word. I can't believe the father allowed this to happen to me. I can't believe that I've been faithful and look what happened to me. I can't believe well, it says it. that's why it happened, because we didn't believe. They received with joy, like, oh, man, that was a good word. You heard the word. See, the problem is that we have been infatuated with the word, and we have gotten into cliches and, oh, man, oh, man, you know, get all hyped up. That's why I'm, I'm real careful when I minister, because it's never to cause excitement. I don't want to cause excitement. I don't want to cause um, things of that, but I want to make sure that there's an impartation because we have been impressed with jargons and cliches and, and there's no change. Man, you heard what he said? Oh, yeah. And then forgot, forgot everything that was taught. And so when the enemy comes, he's not looking for the excitement. The enemy comes to test that word. It's not even about you. That word that we say that's on the inside of us, he's coming to check that to see was it fortified or not. Let me, let me just knock right there. That same word, that same word you were teaching about giving. So let me test them in the area of giving. That same word that you were talking about as far as healing. Well, let me check that and see if, if they're still standing, if that place has been fortified. All right, so number three. The, the next person that was dealt with hears the word, but the cares of this world chokes the word out. And when, and because of that, the seed goes in, look, it hears the word, 
but the cares of the world chokes the word out. In other words, the seed, it went in, but it was entangled with weeds. The things of this world, so consumed with everything else. We were blessed to go to Belize um, last week or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be really a blessing for my husband because I know it's sentimental because he did some missionary work back there like 25 years ago. And then when we got there, there was no Wi-Fi. And I was like, what? Wait, what? What? For five days. I'm like, okay, wait a minute now. Um, okay, so how does this work? Because I was going to work while I was there. I, I got stuff to do. I didn't realize how fast my mind, you know, my husband, he say a lot of things like, man, babe, you still, you still doing this? It's 11 o'clock when you're going to put it down. My body is glad when I go to sleep. It's like, man, it's about time. You done laid it down because you've been working me all day. So I was blessed with the opportunity to rest, and I thought this was for him. I said, well, Father, I thank you. I had no idea. He set me up. It was for me. Thank you, Dr. Larry, but it was for me. Totally slowed down to the point I was talking slow. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. This is amazing. It's amazing how we can get into this world and get caught up into everything. And sometimes I work with three computers. Y'all didn't know that, did you? I got one here because I got stuff to do and this one too slow, so I need to work on this one. And then I can research, research something on this one while this one, huh? The cares of this world will have your mind so totally consumed to the point whereas it's your season but where's your fruit? The cares of this world, it chokes the word out of you. Being so consumed, so caught up over and over again. I am grateful for the Shabbat principle, but my body needed more than just one day. That was proven. So when we got back to the States, I was still talking slow. And uh, it was funny because when you, when you slow your mind down and slow your body down, everything around you is moving super fast. And I was just staring, looking at everybody like, man, what y'all doing? That was me. <laughs> that was me. And so when we're dealing with this, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with our hearts so that we will not be like the person with the, thorn, with the thorns and allow the things of the world to choke out that very word because by this time, I should be teaching. By this time, instead of me needing a mentor, I should be mentoring. By this time, I should have evidence fruit. I should have fruit just dragging behind me. There was so much fruit in Belize. It was starting to bother me because I said, now y'all need to do something with all these coconuts. I, I'm, what, every tree had coconut. It was just loaded 
What are y'all going to do with it? What's the price? Can you even make a sale there? Because everybody had coconuts. See, this is how the Father wants us to be. He wants us to operate out of the overflow. Overflow. Somebody say overflow. All right. So in order to deal with the problem, and, and I said, thank you, Father, that uh, the your timing is right because my mind has had the opportunity to slow down and my spirit, I can hear, I can be in tune. I can just shut everything out. Thank you again, Dr. Larry, for your birthday trip to Belize. <laughs> okay, so somebody say to deal with the problem, we must get to the root. We must deliberately, we have to. So look at this word for detox. Look at this word for detox. Detox, you are deliberately, intentionally eliminating the toxins out. And then there's an X all the way out. That's what detox is all about. Detox, you want to deliver. This is intentional. We're not, we're not, this is no play thing. We're not, um, you know, joking around with it. This is a matter of life and death. So the enemy wants you to believe that you have time. Oh, you got time. No, this thing is chronic. This thing is inflamed to the point where as the father wants to deal with me, he wants to deal with you from the inside out. And so it brings us to consecration. Somebody say consecration. Because many people, they'll go on a diet. And they think by abstaining from food and, and, you know, they lose weight or whatever. But when that weight come back, it comes back double. I'm telling you, it comes back with a vengeance. Huh? Because it has to be dealt with from the inside out. So this leads us to consecration. The Father is setting us up. He's the one who, he's orchestrating things behind the scene all the time. So the Hebrew word for consecrate is malay. Anybody remember that word, malay? Anybody remember that? Say yes. Say no. Like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm here. Okay. So the Hebrew word for consecrate is malay. So you have mem, lamed, and then olive. Mem is dealing with the anointing. And then Lamed is the authority or the one who is able to govern. And then Olive, what's first or the source. So when I um, allow the anointing to govern me, when I allow the anointing to be first in my life, I'll always put Elohim first. So with this word consecration, it tells me that I need to be full or filled with the precepts of Elohim. See, when I'm filled with the precepts of Elohim, that blood, remember we were talking about that blood flow? It's going to flow. There are no blockages. Why? Because his thoughts are my thoughts. His ways are my ways. This is when I allow the anointing to govern me. So um, we mentioned earlier how the detox, it, it begins from within because many times when we, uh, try to make a change, 
we have to realize that in order for me to make this change, I've got to get rid of the toxins that's within my body. One thing that I failed to mention earlier about with that chronic inflammation, that chronic inflammation is caused by pollution, it's caused by chemicals, it's caused by all of these things that's contaminating my body. So I know I'm moving back and forth between the body and the spirit, but in order for the father to deal with your body, he's got to deal with that mind first. He's got to. All right, so um, look at this. So the detox, it begins from within. First, Elohim what? Deals with the heart. We were asking you earlier, what is the condition of your heart? What's the condition? So in Bamidbar 12, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moshe. Put that up for me if you can, if you can get it, and that'd be great. If not, it's okay. All right. All right, and so this is the next one. But in, in Benidbar, Miriam, Aaron, they spoke against Moshe. We talked about that earlier because of who he decided to marry. That was none of their business. And then in Bamidbar 16, it's okay. I'm, I'm, you got it? Okay, you can put it up. Okay, so here, here's the evidential proof of what the father was saying. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moshe because of his Cushite, Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moshe? In other words, they were, they were leaders and they were saying, we anointed too. They got out of position. Why? Because there was a blockage somewhere. And then they asked, hasn't he also spoken through us? And Yahweh heard this. And it goes on, you can take it down, and said, he came down from heaven to straighten them out. He rolled up on them. He pulled up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He was like, wait a minute. One thing that I noticed about this, when he was dealing with them, Miriam, she was struck with leprosy. And then, guess who was next? Who was next? Aaron. But what happened? Aaron began to repent. He was like, oh, we have sinned. Please stop. He, has, he was like, no, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. So the father is telling us, look, this thing that you think is a plaything, I'm getting ready to deal with it. And unless you change, he's still, you know, certain things are still happening and manifesting because of sin, because of rebellion, because of strongholds that we refuse to let go, that we embrace, hug, love. You can't love the very thing that's sending you to hell. My goodness. We can't. I just love this thing. Whatever that thing is, you can't love it. I used to love Cheetos. I grew up with Cheetos. I, I was little, and then I decided, I was like, man, not only did I need to detox because of Cheetos, but because I wasn't drinking enough water, but after I came off of that detox, because the Father had dealt with my heart about some things, I taste the Cheetos and it tastes like cardboard. I said, why you let me eat this stuff? <laughs> See, that's how you know when the detox is for real. 
when you go back to taste it, and we should not, when you go back, that your taste buds have changed. Taking me back to the Hebrew word for Malay, when I consecrate in order for me to be filled, first I must empty myself. Once I empty myself, then I'm able to be filled. See, we wanted the Father to feel, feel, feel I up, Lord. I lifted up, Lord. He said, your cup is already full. Empty the cup. Empty your idea. Empty the way that you're thinking. Empty the way that you perceive yourself. Empty the way that you perceive me. In order for you to be filled, you got to be empty first. Glory. So as we move along, we also know. Um, so Aaron, he repented. And then Miriam, she repented, but there was still some consequences. So he said, seven days out. You out of the camp. And when you were leprous, you had to call out, I'm leprous, I'm leprous. Just imagine these days if we... I got this, I got that, I got that. You're just walking around saying that for seven days. I got this, I got that. What? What's wrong with you? So as we move on, all right, so in, also we notice that he, he was, uh, the father was dealing with that attitude of rebellion and speaking against authority. And then right down the road, we were dealing with Korah and those who were rebellious. Just right after this, that happened. Go back and read it. And what happened with them? What happened with Korah and the 250 leaders? They went to hell alive. So right after that happened, I want you to put up Bidmadbar 17. All right. Go back one, go back one more. Thank you. One more. Go back. You'll find it. Let me just flow. <laughs> I can't be the ministry tech and, and teach. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay, maybe you don't have it. I'm just going to read it. In Bidmabar Numbers 17, 1 through 5, it says, And Yahweh spoke to Moshe saying, speak to the children of Israel and take from them a rod from each of their father's house and all their leaders according to their father's house, 12 rods. Somebody say 12. Write each one's name on the rod and write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi. For there is one rod for the head of each father's house. You then shall place them all in the tent of appointment before the witness where I meet with you. Verse 5, and it shall be that the rod of the man who I choose buds, and I shall rid myself of the grumblings, somebody say grumblings, of the children of Israel, which they grumble against you. And Moshe spoke to the children of Israel and all their leaders, gave him a rod each for each leader according to their father's house, 12 rods, and the rod of Aaron was among their rods. 
Verse 7, so Moshe placed the rods before Yahweh in the tent of the witness. And it came to be on the next day that Moshe went into the tent of the witness and saw that the rod of Aaron, the house of Lewi, Lewi said, had budded, had brought forth buds, had blossomed, and bore ripe almonds. In other words, it just, his rod just completely showed out. And we're going to deal with that in just a moment. Verse 9, and Moshe brought out all the rods from before Yahweh to all the children of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his rod. Verse 10, and Yahweh said to Moshe, bring Aaron's rod back before the witness to be kept as a sign against who? The rebels. Oh my goodness, he is not playing. He said, get this rod, set it right before him. You know what happened with Korah? Set this rod as a testament. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show y'all something. So that when you put an end to their grumblings against me, least they die. And Moshe did as Yahweh had commanded him, so he did. And the children of Israel spoke to Moshe saying, See, we shall die. We shall perish. We shall all perish. I would have been saying, speak for yourself. I'm getting ready to repent. Don't talk for me. <laughs> Verse 13, anyone who comes near the dwelling place of Yahweh dies, shall we, be shall we be consumed too to die? Man. So here is the question. And here, here's the next point. When Elohim demonstrates his power, whatever he touches, it does not remain the same. So I need to think about me. Am I still the same? Have I changed? Am I in a chronic state? And I'm, am I still inflamed? Am I, am I where I'm supposed to be? And if the answer is no, then it's time to what? Change. So here's the, here's the next point. Are you ready to be what? Changed? by the word or just inspired inspiration or impartation because we've been inspired man that was a good word oh man yeah giving each other that oh man yeah 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 and then when the enemy come to check checkmate <laughs> so we have to make sure that we de detox do what detox deliberately Somebody say deliberately, deliberately get rid of toxins with the intent of what? Not being entangled. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Larry. So look at this. When we were dealing with Aaron, that part, I said, I got to dig into this. When he was dealing with Aaron, he chose the one with evidential proof. And you were right, Dr. Larry. I will not be able to finish. He chose the one with evidential proof. The one who had sprouted. The one who had budded. The one who had blossomed. And the one who had produced almonds. Can Zion come forth in one day? I just ran around the building five times and y'all didn't even know it. He chose him 
look at this word for chose, and I'm just going to, I will stop right there. Look at this word for chose, which is the Hebrew word for bakar. It's comprised of bayet, chet, val, and then resh. So who, who is the one that the father chose? Many are called, but few are. And I ran it down. I said, that's the same word. Who knew? All right. So, so, but yet the one who inside has been dealt with, what's inside of the mind, what's inside of the heart. And then also in this, the same word, we see a root word, which is, but yet rest. You can point to it if you will. But yet Resh, so this but yet Resh is telling me that there's a son there. The son is the one who's been chosen. And then Chet, the one who was connected and surrounded by the covenant. Elohim ain't nobody to play with. I say, you are bad by yourself. I'm just talking to him like, oh my goodness. Just what a... The word chosen, okay, calm down. Who did he choose? And then the last one is resh. So the, the one whose intent, the mind, and then also we know that that word, that Hebrew Olivet, resh, is that ruler, that leader. So when he chose Aaron, the one he was looking at was the son who was connected and surrounded by the covenant that was inside of him. See, there was 12 of them, but Aaron's was different. Aaron's was the one who had what? Sprouted, it budded, it had blossomed, and it produced almonds. I'm so tempted to tell y'all about almond, but I cannot today. Because I, I asked some, anybody ask the father questions? Why an almond tree? Can I tell it? We're just going to skip just a little bit. I just, I'm, skip, skip down. Just skip. Just skip down several slides. I think it, it may be number 34 on yours, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this almond tree, first of all, almond, hmm, almond is spelled Shin Kuf Dalet. Shin Kuf Dalet. Let me see if you have it up. Yep, there it is. There it is. Shin Kuf Dalet. I said that looked familiar. Shin Kuf Dalet. Because, you know, we're always studying with the Hebrew Olivet. Shin Kuf Dalet. Kuf. Dalet shin, shin kuf dalet, kuf shin, wait a minute, kuf dalet shin. Anybody see it yet? Shin kuf dalet, kuf dalet shin. Kedosh, almond, when you mix it up, kedosh, holiness, he was looking for holiness. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It messed me up every time. He was looking for holiness. Without holiness, no one will see the Father. He was looking for the one who had budded, who had sprouted. I'm almost out of breath. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Father, for your word. Holiness. That was his intent from the very beginning. Holiness. Not a form. Not looking a certain way on the outside. But when the father look at you, can he see himself? Oh, my goodness. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Father, be exalted in this place. We exalt your word above anything. We exalt your word above any situation. We run back to you. Destroy every stronghold. I speak to it now. Destroy every stronghold that has held us hostage. We speak to the chronic inflammation now in the authority of Yeshua. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Be glorified in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Give him a praise for his word. Hallelujah. Be glorified in this place. We salute you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you, Father. Hallelujah. Unless you build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Unless you do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. No longer will you try to do this thing in your own arm. See, that's why it keeps failing. That's why we have to keep running back to him. But when the Father deals with your heart, when he begin to deal with that thing, he'll begin to lacerate what needs to be cut off. He'll begin to prune it. Behold, says Elohim. He's saying, behold, behold, behold now. Behold, behold, behold. No more scattering, no more looking for this and that to fill that hole. Behold. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Okay. Woo. Thank you, Father. I think I, I think I left for a minute. Thank you, Father. I bless your name. We thank you for your word. We give you praise for the word that has gone forth on today. For those who are watching, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for joining us. You know how to connect with us. We are so grateful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Right now, the, the, the time now, we just want to 
take the opportunity to pray for anybody who desires prayer. The anointing is here to do exactly what 